Welcome again to another podcast for Press On. I'd like to encourage you to go back and listen to part one uh, from our last podcast on the topic of understanding the power of fear. That may be an unusual topic uh, for you to consider, but I encourage you to go back and listen. I think there'll be some things there that will be a blessing to you. We're looking in the Bible at the different kinds of fear. I don't know if you know that the Bible teaches different kinds of fear. And uh, a startling statement to some I made last time is that we uh, don't often know the difference between a good fear and a bad fear. Just the word itself, we say fear is always to be uh, uh, rejected, but actually the Bible teaches something else. So we've looked at last week uh, two, the first two types of fear. Today I want to finish on the third type of fear that the Bible teaches about, a vital uh, fear that we really, really need to press into. And then uh, how do we remedy uh, fear? How do we find victory over uh, fear? And so let's start by looking at the third fear that the Bible teaches, and that is reverential fear. Now, obviously, the word reverential brings up the word reverent. And, of course, this is exactly what this fear is. It is a holy fear. Uh, it means to have a, an awe and a respect for the majesty and the holiness of God. It's a godly reverence, and it's a fear that we have an awe, a respect for our Heavenly Father. Uh, it, it is a vibrant respe- uh, sorry, respect that inclines us to want to obey God. It, it draws us into His presence. It's a, it's a reverence. It's an awe. You might even say that it's a love that draws us to Him, and, and thus we're able to experience the abundant life that Jesus promised us in John chapter 10, verse 10. Uh, and it, it's not a fear that uh, comes and goes. It's not one that is hit or miss. It is a stabilizing fear and awe of Almighty God that will secure you through every life's troubles and trials. It's the kind of uh, righteous fear that uh, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord holds us back from sinning. Uh, it keeps us safe uh, in, in Christ. And so the reverential fear that we're talking about is, if I could say it this way, is a good kind of fear. Uh, and it's always right. Now, of course, this reverential fear that we're talking about is going to contrast with one of the two fears from the last podcast. That's why I would ask you to go back and to listen to that. But David speaks of this right and uh, proper fear as being clean and pure. In Psalms 19.9, David says that the fear of the Lord is uh, being clean and pure. Proverbs says that godly fear is the beginning of all true wisdom. Uh, and this is the kind of fear that we want. This is the kind of fear that I would say that if you're not sure you have it, then you should begin to pray and ask God to give it to you. Uh, you see, in this sense, not all fear is bad. We spoke last podcast where we said that uh, 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 fear needs to be rejected, but some need to be received. This is the kind of fear that we need to receive. 
And this is the fear that enables us to respect God's glory, to want to protect his uh, honor and obey his commands. The psalmist said in chapter 2, verse 11, that, that we're to serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. I, that's a wonderful way. Now, I know it runs a little uh, different in our thinking because we've always think of fear as being a negative emotion, something that we should reject. But here, serving the Lord with fear and rejoicing with trembling. Oh, my, what joy there is in acknowledging the power and the authority and the holiness of God. And that, that kind of a God is ruling over us, our Heavenly Father. And Proverbs 16, 6 uh, instructs us that by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Oh my, I, I have to say this because this has been true in my life and also in yours, I'm sure. Have you ever struggled against sin? Have you ever been like Paul in Romans 7, the good that I want to do, I don't do, and the bad I don't want to do, I do? <laughs> We've all been there, uh, perhaps been around that block several times. And his, Paul's cry was, who will deliver me from this, uh, from this devastating cycle of sin? Who will, who will free me? And the answer was Christ Jesus. And this is where the fear of God having that awesome fear, the acknowledgement, the awe of God in our lives, recognizing who He is and that what He does reflects His person, and it, it's for us to be able to live the abundant life. By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Fear holds us back from sinning. The Bible says, I think it was Jeremiah, one of the old prophets, that they have no fear of God before their eyes to hold them back from sin. My friends, if sin, you find sin continuing to run rampant in your life, if sinful habits uh, have a hold on you, you might listen again to the podcast last week because it spoke of a, a fear that binds and brings you into bondage. This kind of fear of God will free you from sin. It creates an energy. It, it, it produces a divine motivation in us to want to break free from sin to stand up against sin uh, in light of the holiness and the goodness of God. Hallelujah. This kind of fear will crush every other negative fear. Uh, it, it's, and every other fear than this one uh, is a fear that is, is a result of unbelief in the fatherly care of our Creator. The, the ungodly fears are dispelled by the true love for the Lord. In Hebrews of chapter 5, verse 7, we read, are you ready? Jesus feared. Now, I don't know if you knew that. It's not something, obviously, that comes to our mind straight away, but the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, that Jesus feared. Let me read it. It says that Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears, he was heard in that he feared. Oh, yes, Jesus feared. Now, it is the reverential fear. He was pouring his soul out to God, a God who was awesome, who was holy, who was majestic, who was righteous and just in all of his ways. Jesus, in the time of his flesh, in the time of his deepest struggle, in the time of his deepest sorrows, in the time when his human mind was in a state of perplexity, he cried out to God, and he was heard. 
because he was in the fear of the Lord. Jesus prayed fervently because he feared. The fear of God will drive you to prayer because you will know that when you cry out to the Lord, he will hear you. Cry out to the Lord. Respect his holiness. Even respect that he has said to us in his word. Call upon me in the day of your trouble and I will hear you and I will deliver you. Amen. This word uh, means to revere, to have reverence. And Jesus had a reverence for God. And because he had a reverence for God, he was heard. Because you have a reverence for God, because you have the fear of God, not a fear that you're afraid that he's like a big father with a, a big stick wanting to beat you over the head of every sin. That's a misconstruction of God. That's something we should reject. On the other hand, he is a God of love and a God of mercy and a God of kindness. Yes, true. His ways are, are straight and narrow, and we've got to press in on those ways. But the fear of God positions you in a place of having confidence that when you pray, he hears, that God will be literally on the move on your behalf because he sees that you honor him in your heart. You honor him in the way you conduct your lives. Jesus did it. He prayed in fear and was heard. You too can pray with the fear of God, and God will hear you, and he will answer you. Continues on in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, uh, verse 28, where we're admonished, it says, to serve God with reverence and godly fear. How do you serve God? Are you just serving God willy-nilly? Are you serving God kind of like in a previous podcast where we looked at the book of Judges where men, they serve God by doing what was right in their own eyes? Are you the one that's determining your path? Are you finding that you're prayerless? Or you may say a prayer, but you don't really have a prayer life. You may read, may have a little knowledge of God's Word, but you're really not a student. These, these are elements not just to fill our lives. These are not just spiritual activities to try to earn or merit something. These are spiritual disciplines that brings us in as a godly people to set our eyes and our face upon a holy God and to recognize him as the supreme of the universe. He's the glory of all mankind. And we come to him with fear, godly fear, with the reverence. And this is, this is not the kind of fear that we talked about uh, last week, the natural kind of fear. This is different. It's not the carnal kind of fear. This is different. The carnal kind of fear will leave us undone. But this kind of fear literally will build you up in your faith. Oh, my friends today, if you've never heard that the Bible teaches three different kinds of fear, if you've never understood the concept where fear can be good or bad, if you've never stopped long enough to consider, do you even have godly fear in your life? Then today is your day. I mean that. I don't think that these podcasts uh, are just to take up time and space. And I promise you, I'm not just doing it for my health. But things in my life come to surface, and I, I care for you. And, and World Challenge, we care for you. We want to see you stand strong. We want you to I hate to say press on because it sounds like I'm pushing a podcast, but I really want you to, like Paul said, to press on. Don't let things hinder you. Don't live in bondage. Don't get uh, restricted in your life. 
but know the fear of the Lord and serve him with fear and trembling. The Bible teaches us that we're not to fear uh, Satan who can kill the body, but we're to have a reverential fear to God who can kill both body and soul. So we, we honor him. We want to bring ourselves in to this point of being uh, edified by the reality of God's goodness and the fact that he is near you today. This almighty God is near you. Have reverence for him. Give him time of the day. Set aside time to seek his face. Let his word speak to you. I don't think you can have the fear of God before you if you're not a student of his word. You've got to be based in truth. And this reverential fear, I tell you, it'll create a hunger for the Word of God. It'll create a, a desire for you to know Him, and the more you know Him, the more you can make Him known. Amen. Maybe you just say even now, Lord, increase my reverential fear. Let it overcome every other fear. Let it be what holds me, what comforts me, what drives me and moves me and motivates me into living for you in a way and serving you with fear and trembling, but also in righteousness, peace, and joy. Amen. So I want to share then uh, to conclude, because there's these different kind of fears, and maybe they find you at different places in your life, many would ask, uh, obviously, two of the three fears are uh, good fears, but what about getting free of the negative fears? How do, how do we conquer those things in our lives? I want to just simply keep it simple. Uh, well, I said that. I want to keep it simple for you because I'm simple. I see it this way. First of all, we, we must know and experience the power of God's love. To overcome the negative fears, we must know and experience the power of God's love. When we think of love, we think, I think most of the time we think of love in the human uh, realm, in the realities. But when we look at the definition of love from the Bible, 1 John tells us, chapter 4, verse 16, simply that God is love. He is the definition of love. He is the personification of love. And his love, Jesus said, is not the same as the love in the world. My friends, we, we have to elevate our thinking on the concept of love. Love is powerful. Love does conquer all. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You'll see the strength of love when it says it bears all things. When love covers a multitude of sins. My friends, that's power of God, but it's through love. And when we think of a child, a fearful child, that a mother picks up and holds in their arms, immediately because of the love and the, the person being there holding them, that baby loses all fear. That child becomes relaxed and, 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 and lays aside all things that would bind them, and they just relax, and they're comforted. This is the power of God's love uh, because he sincerely cares for us, and, and obviously he's loved us. He's shown in his word that uh, God loves. He was motivated by love to send Christ into the world to, to offer as a sacrifice for our sins and bring us with the opportunity for redemption. This is true love, that one would lay down his life for a friend, and that's what Christ did for us, exhibiting what true love is. And our lives can be free from bondage of fear by knowing the love and experiencing the love of God. This is not the mushy, 
uh, here today, gone tomorrow, emotion-based kind of affection that we feel often for one another. We go, we use love so freely that we love cars and we love God and we love dogs and we love our children. But this kind of love is a love that is filled with the power of God. Amen. Perfect love casts out fear. And Christ alone is perfect and his love is perfect. And so by, by this experiencing the love of God, and some of you are carrying so many hurts, and wounds, if we could do a spiritual x-ray of you, we would find that you have so many wounds and scars where you have been, you, you've been unloved. Love of man has fallen short. Love of man has used and abused. Love of man has been uh, inconsistent. And many of you are concerned. You're, you're literally bound up because you think fear is uh, is only what you've experienced. But the Word of God teaches otherwise. I'm trying to, to bring that out. I'm trying to, to share with you God that God is love and that His love breaks the power of sin. It breaks the power of wounds and offenses. The love of God is true. It covers a multitude of sins, but not just covers. My friend, it breaks. It breaks through. And when you read 1 Corinthians 13, you'll see that. But then secondly, not only by uh, the love of God, but here's something on our part. We get free from fears when we seek the Lord. Psalms uh, 34 verse 4 said, the psalmist said, that I sought the Lord, he heard me, and he delivered me from all of my fears. The deliverance from fears began when we began to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. He says, seek me, and you'll I'll be found by you. If we seek the Lord, call upon his name, if we come to the book, if we cry out for him, if we, uh, if we lay aside sins and weights that beset us, and we say, oh God, I'm hungry for you. I need you. I want you. Come to me. He will hear you. And it says that he will deliver you from all of the fears. Every fear Every ungodly fear, every wrong kind of fear will depart from the presence of the Lord. And that's what you need in your life. Fear is sometimes the absence of God because he is light. He is love. Without those, what do we have? People become fearful. The apostle Peter, uh, as long as he was looking to Jesus, he jumped out of the boat, started to do the impossible, and started to walk on the water. He was looking at Christ. He was seeking for him. But as soon as he began to look at the wind and the waves and the realities that he saw, he, he said, these are greater than Christ. And he began to fall. And Jesus came to him and said, uh, why, why are you fearing? Where is your faith? The presence of the Lord births a confidence, a power, an authority. You remember, Jesus said, all power and authority has been given to me, but I give it to you. You cannot walk in the power and the authority of God if you're bound up by fear. That's what fear does. Time and time again, Jesus introduced himself into the scriptures by saying, It is I. Do not be afraid. Also, time and time again in the Old Testament, there is this uh, a command, uh, like in Genesis 15, 1, when Abraham was fearful of his enemies, God said to him, Fear not, don't fear, for I am thy shield. 
Hagar, when she feared famine, God said to her, fear not. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. Fear blinds you. Fear compromises you and makes you stand still. Jacob, who was stunned uh, largely because of uh, unbelief, God spoke to him and said, fear not. Go down to Egypt, live there, because I will go down into Egypt with you, and I will surely bring you up again. There is so much that God is wanting to do. He's wanting to lift you up. He's wanting to free you. He's wanting to bring you into a fresh place in life in him. But you cannot fear. And this times in the Old Testament, when you see fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, do not be afraid, do not be anxious. Why? These are not suggestions, my friends. These are not just good recommendations. This is a command of God. I like to say, do not fear. And I believe proper look at the uh, language would tell you that. Fear not is to do not fear. It's like a command. And Psalms 46 says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, or because of that, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, for the Lord of hosts is with us. Oh, my friend, do not fear. Seek the Lord. Call upon his name. Confess your fear to him. Confess the lack of the reverential fear of God. Uh, one writer wrote uh, that we must exercise a moment-by-moment trust in God, who is a moment-by-moment Lord. I like that. Moment by moment, put your hands, put your life into his hands. The reverential fear of God and the, the remedies for that in seeking God will bring you to an unshakable faith, bring you to an ever-growing belief and faith that you can follow God and he's going to watch out for you, he's going to protect you. And we need today, we need to exchange our negative fears for a childlike trust, to place all of our hope and faith in him. That admonition, fear not, that one phrase, fear not, is 365 times in the Bible. Maybe it's a coincidence. I think not. I think there's one, do not fear, for every single day that we live of the year. And it's enough to bring us through. Jesus is promising you again today, my friend, that he is near, that He's waiting on you to seek him. He's waiting on you to experience his love, to rebuild his confidence in you and your confidence in him and to strengthen you and and to be able to say that I will not fear for the Lord God is with me. I will not fear because he goes before me. I will not fear because he stands behind me. The angels of the Lord encamp about those who fear the Lord. So today we have that choice. Now, Today, if you've never turned your life over to Christ, if you've never asked Jesus to come in and forgive your sins and to be Savior and Lord of your life, my friend, you've got every reason to be afraid. The Bible says that it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. If you don't know Christ today, I invite you now to say this prayer, Jesus, I don't know you personally. Forgive my sins. Cleanse my heart. I accept you as Savior. I want you to be my Lord. I want to follow you. And my friends, that prayer, according to the Bible, 
lead you into the salvation of the Lord, but also into the freedom from fears. If you've been a believer, but you've grown cold, if doubt and unbelief uh, have come into your life and have compromised your faith, you feel God is distant, you feel like his word is not applicable, whatever the case may be today, would you just simply say, Father, forgive me for I've sinned. Unbelief has compromised me. I'm living in a place of fear and doubt and, and trouble and worry, and I want to be free. I want to be free again. I want to press in. These are the two remedies to experience the love of God, and it comes through seeking Him. If you seek Him today, He'll be found. And if when you find Him, He will dispel every fear, and He will replace it with faith and confidence Power and authority will be regained, and you can press on in the Lord and in life and experience that abundant life that Jesus said he came to give you. Thank you for joining me, and may the Lord bless you. Until next time.